This is the reality. A very special hello to you. Welcome to The Reality. It's a half-hour show talking about the real meaning of life as found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. My name is Dudley Anderson and it's really good to be with you once again. To remind you that I do appreciate emails very much. If you're listening up today and you'd like to ask some questions or offer some comments, please do email me dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by the listener-supported radio ministry, Sure Reality. Today on The Reality, we speak with Ibrahim Najir from Syria. After 10 years of civil war, is Syria a safe place for Christians and other minorities today? On March the 15th, 2011, unrest erupted across the streets of Dara'a, Damascus and Aleppo as protesters demanded democratic reforms and the release of political prisoners. A violent crackdown by the government followed. In July 2011, defectors from the military announced the formation of the Free Syrian Army, a rebel group aimed at overthrowing the government. Civil war erupted in Syria. Protests continued, and by 2013, ISIL, or ISIS, emerged in northern and eastern Syria after overthrowing large portions of Iraq. This country is sadly still caught up in the midst of civil war, which has displaced millions and killed hundreds of thousands. Over these 10 years, the Christians have suffered great loss. Their population has decreased from 2 million to under 700,000. Homes were lost, lives were lost, children have suffered, and families have been obliterated. However, even under severe and traumatizing circumstances of civil war, Christian believers in Syria have been there to help, care for, and pray for their fellow compatriots. On The Reality Today, Ibrahim Najir shares how he came to know the reality of Jesus in his own life and how the Christian population of Syria, those suffering the effects of war and dejection and persecution, have been helping and comforting other people during this time of intense crisis. The number of Christians, especially during the war, is decreasing mm. drastically. You might think, I mean, that the churches are empty. No, now the church is working in full vigor, more than before the war. Our numbers are decreasing, but something great is happening, especially when it comes to uh, people from uh, other religions, we helped them with the relief aid, we loved them, we showed them when when they had to, to leave their homes, we, we provided shelter for them, so they discovered that we have the real God, the God of love. Ibrahim also shares how we can help support these brothers and sisters who suffer for their faith under the current regime and the effects of war. Today's The Reality was recorded via Zoom. It's lovely to speak to Ibrahim Najib today, all the way from Syria. Thank you so much for joining us. Ibrahim, there's been some terrible affairs in your country, terrible time over the last 10 years of civil war. And we're going to be picking up on that in just a minute. But as a Christian believer in Syria, how did you come to know Jesus as your savior? Yes, my story is is uh, is a bit interesting. Um, I used to have uh, some um, atheistic uh, ideas I wasn't the person who uh, regularly uh, attends uh, churches, but um, first of all, my brother came to Christ, but I used to, to mock him and to, to say bad him about uh, bad things, I mean, about him and about uh, 
a group of, of believers he used to uh, to to worship with them um, I, I used to think that I am more clever than than this idea of, of, of God and the Bible and the church that um, science is is uh, uh, the God of, of this world yeah I, I had a friend of mine who used to be also uh, an atheist and uh, I was uh, very much impacted by him then um, he left the country and I stayed uh, in the country uh, after uh, this person uh, left uh, we had uh, a financial, a big financial problem in, in my family. I used to, to lean on my relatives because I have many uncles and I know everyone, one of them loves us and will, will take care of us. My father uh, has, has left us uh, around 20 years ago, so mm. we don't have my father. And this is one of the interesting things as well. Mm. Um, so I used to, to, to brag that I have a, a big uh, family of uncles from my mother's uh, side, I mean, especially. Then when we had this problem, I, I saw uh, none of them was, was willing to help us and to, to, to stand with us. So mm -hmm. at that time, a group of believers came to us and helped us and took care of us. And at that time, I, I, I discovered that... Uh, this is the, the, the real uh, meaning of life, to, to help others, to love others. And then I, I started to, to, to know more about the Bible and uh, the Christian faith. And then I discovered that I was too arrogant not to, uh, to believe. I discovered that huh. uh, uh, I turned out to be a fool while uh, uh, thinking that I am uh, uh, yeah, the educated and the, the the scientist. So uh, I, I uh, finally came to the Lord, especially that I know my father was uh, very far from, from the faith. And then uh, one time when, when he died, I was informed by phone that he died. We never met uh, uh, since, a, since a while and I was informed he died. Mm. Then uh, I was very sad that uh, uh, he died with, with not very good uh, reputation by people and uh, he, well, he didn't have any uh, spiritual experience. And then I discovered when I went to Damascus to bury my father the next day that uh, he met a believer around two months ago. And when he was dying, this believer stayed with him and he accepted Christ. Then I saw I'm surrounded from... Uh, by by God's grace from from all angles and I couldn't resist this stuff and this uh, care wow that's amazing amazing how God uh, uses situations and circumstances to draw us to him isn't it uh, Ibrahim you obviously live in Syria which is predominantly an Islamic country you said that but uh, some believers Christians came and helped you at that time um, Christians are a minority in your country. How did they find you? How did they come to know you? Yes, and um, the, the more important fact is that the number of Christians, especially during the war, is, is decreasing mm. drastically. For example, I live in a city called Aleppo, and the number of Christians in that city used to be around uh, uh, 300,000 Christians before the war now after 10 years of, of you know 
uh, a brutal war, we are only 30,000. So we are wow. only 10% of, of the people uh, stayed in, in the city. But when, when you look at how God is using uh, a small portion of, of people to bless many, is, is the, the more interesting thing. So the number is, uh, I mean, does not matter because uh, when you think about it, you, you discover that uh, indeed God uh, uh, uses people with, with, with the great might despite their number. Mm. Um, now you, can, you might think, I mean, that the churches are empty. All the people who used to attend our church, members of our church before the war left the country. Mm-hmm. And many people are asking us, uh, oh, now there's no one, you close the church. We say no, and this is the truth. Uh, no, now the church is working in full vigor, more than before the war. Praise God. Our numbers are decreasing, but uh, something great is happening, especially when it comes to uh, people from uh, other religions, especially from the religion of, of majority here in, in, in the city. They discovered and, and saw that uh, their religion is... is, is is only about hatred and grudge and 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 uh, 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 brutality. Mm. And then they saw us when they helped them, regardless of their religious affiliation. We helped them with the relief aid. We loved them. We showed them when when they had to to leave their homes. We we provided shelter for them. So they discovered that we have the real God, the God of love. So yes. uh, even one, one woman said to me once that, um, you know what, I, I uh, used to, to, to learn about, the, about you and to hear about you that you are infidels. But when I got to know you, when I, I, I saw how you helped us, I cannot say that you are infidels. You are indeed worshiping the true and the uh, one God. Wow. Just to stop for a minute there, um, Ibrahim, with your permission. Um, the I think in my little mind, the main difference between uh, the, the dominant religion, Islam, in your country and Christianity is the love of God. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes. And especially when this love is, is uh, practiced by the followers of Jesus. Yes, very much. I agree. Now, you talk about practicing that love. Uh, you're in a war-torn country. Um, is there aggression among the Christians in your country? Yeah, um, this is a very interesting uh, question because uh, we were always asked to, to take any part and to, to fight and uh, to be a part of, 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 of this mess that's happening in the country. But... Uh, um, you know, Christians are people of peace. All we need is to to, to, to live in, in in a peaceful uh, in a society of of, of uh, tolerance. So um, Christians were not really involved in in this war, and uh, that's why many people left the country because they all they needed was was peace. So yes. uh, the migration that happened for Christians is because. They didn't want to to be part of of uh, a brutal, uh, vicious uh, uh, war. What is the history of Christianity in in Syria? You know, in the Bible, I read about Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. When did the Christians come to Syria? Yeah, Christianity is 
is is is very old in in the country of Syria. Uh, Paul converted here in in Syria. I was there uh, a couple of days ago. It's, wow. it's very emotional experience to to see that uh, uh, road and um, uh, the, the 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 history of of Christians. Uh, is traced back to to that uh, uh, very incident to the uh, uh, first I mean the early church and uh, from that time there were churches in in in, uh, in many places Antioch is part uh, uh, was part of Syria mm-hmm. at that time so the churches are now two thousand years old here in Syria. That is amazing. So Christians are, are leaving the country. What is your estimate of the population of Christians in Assyria? Yeah, this is the agonizing uh, question, I think, because you know what? We faced as Christians many persecutions and uh, hard and difficult circumstances uh, throughout history since the beginning and the, the, the uh, uh, I mean, since Islam emerged uh, we were persecuted, but we, we never left the country because uh, uh, as Christians, we, li- we love this country and uh, we believe that we are the people of, 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 of this country. We are the, the, the people who, who, who were even before uh, Islam emerged. Hmm. So I'm very sad that uh, during this war, and in, in 10 years, the people who left the country are more than the people who left in, in uh, 1,400 years. Wow. Um, this war was uh, uh, unique, I mean, uh, uh, negatively unique, because uh, it, it uh, resulted in, in uh, Christians uh, leaving behind uh, many places and resulted in demographic uh, uh, changes. So before the war, we were around uh, one million and a half to two millions. Now we are only half a million. Oh, my goodness. So is there any hope that the Christians will return to their homes in Syria? Actually, it's a very uh, complicated uh, question, and it it uh, depends on where those people left. But in general, um, we don't like to to leave our our home, our families, our relatives, the people we 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 grow up in. So, I think if the situation is 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 getting better, many Christians will will come back. And this is a very uh, interesting uh, uh, personal uh, thing because you know what people are leaving to to many countries to Europe to um, to Canada and so on but when they go there they they, they couldn't find meaning for their life mm. for so uh, may, I have many friends uh, in, in in a variety of, of countries and uh, all of them are telling me, okay, we have now jobs in Syria. We might haven't found jobs, but we don't find meaning because the, the, the lifestyle is very different than, than ours. The ministry even is different than ours. Uh, for me personally, I had many opportunities to leave the country, uh, my wife and, and I. Uh, once a person came to us and he was very serious to taking us uh, outside the country to, to serve at a church in, in a certain country. Mm. And at that time, my wife said to him, 
abruptly, no, we don't want to leave, because for her, Syria is everything. Mm. Uh, to, to serve the Lord here is, is everything. And this is for me as well, because even though the situation here is, is hard, no water sometimes, no electricity, a, a, a hard uh, circumstances of, of war and instability. But for us, when I, I serve the people, I work with youth, I work with young families, and when I see how God is using me, uh, I find meaning for, for, for my life. I believe that uh, it's a blessing to, to stay here, here and to, to serve those people. When, when you see the, the, those people finding hope because of you, feel that it's uh, the ultimate satisfaction that you could ever dream of. So mm. it's, it's very emotional because uh, we are sacrificing, for example, the future of our children. And this is not easy, but um, life is not always about achievement. It's about um, sacrifices. Mm. So, Ibrahim, what are you doing personally in your town, in your city, to help the Christians that are suffering? Yes, I am a church leader. I studied theology and I uh, came back uh, uh, four years ago with my wife. We studied uh, theology together and then I'm leading the... I, I'm an assistant pastor, youth pastor, so I work with youth, I work with young families, and we also provide uh, help to the traumatized people, to to uh, the Christian uh, families, because, you know, now with the demographic changes, uh, the Christian families are very much affected by the Islamic uh, ways of, of dealing with uh, mm. uh, the, the relationship with the spouses. So we are focusing on that. We are um, also uh, working in terms of, of relief aid. We are helping thousands of, of people in the city, Christians and non-Christians, and even people from uh, Muslim background believers. I mean, we are helping those people and uh, uh, working with them. Uh, our life is, is so busy and uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting mm. uh, to stay, I mean, in, in the country and to serve the people who, uh, who, who chose to stay as well. You are listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported ministry. We value your prayers and support very much. You can help us touch millions of people with the reality of Christ by becoming a vision partner. Visit surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. That is, become a vision partner at surereality.net. Listen again to the reality on our podcasts at surereality.net. If you've just joined us, thank you so much. My name is Dudley Anderson. This is The Reality. Let me remind you that I do appreciate emails very much indeed. If you've been listening up and you have some questions or you have some suggestions, or maybe you just need some prayer, please drop me an email, dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y, at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Today in The Reality, we're speaking with Ibrahim Najir from Syria. March 2021 commemorates 10 years of civil war in Syria as the Free Syrian Army took up arms against the Bashar al-Assad regime in 2011. In these 10 years, the plight of minority groups, including Christians, has escalated. Christianity came to Syria almost 2,000 years ago. It was on the road of Damascus in Syria where the Apostle Paul had his great encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. Today, Christians are a minority in a predominantly Sunni Muslim nation. 
And since the advent of civil war, the Christian population has reduced from around 2 million to just 700,000 people. Nevertheless, true to their calling to be salt and light in a dark world, Syrian Christians have been on hand through war to meet the needs of their neighbors. Jesus Christ said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, 37-39 These dear, war-torn folks are the epitome of this commandment. Ibrahim Najjar has shared how he became a Christian, how he came to know Jesus Christ as Lord after growing up as an atheist. Asking questions on the meaning of life, he found that the only answers he could find were in the Christian scriptures, the Holy Bible. Here he discovered the message of Christ that God loved the world so much that he sent his son Jesus to bear our sins upon the cross and after rising from the dead made a way for all mankind to come to know the real meaning of life. This message was preached in Syria almost 2,000 years ago. Christian believers in this country today, in the midst of civil war, are standing by the teachings of their Lord, Jesus Christ, and sharing his love. As a result, many people are coming to know Christ in Syria at this time. Let's pick up our conversation once again with Ibrahim Najir today by asking him to tell us if there's any hope for the rebuilding of Syria after 10 years of civil war. Yeah, yeah, what would happen, especially in in my city Aleppo, was uh, was horrible. Uh, I can't actually uh, stand sometimes uh, walking in the streets of Aleppo when I see all this uh, ruin, and uh, even when I I walk in in uh, the Christian neighborhoods and I see the houses of the people I I, I love and I used to to, to have relationships with them. Uh, left the country and, and empty houses, hmm. so I feel very sorry about that. But uh, I believe it's it's not the end. Is there hope? Yes, yes. Uh, I believe there is hope for for the future because uh, when I look at what happened in in the ten years of war, I see a lot of uh, of mess and chaos. Uh, from the lens of my my humanly perspective, but when I look at it from the lens of uh, uh, of my spiritual perspective, I see the situation is very different. Mm. The the way God uh, used the church in those uh, ten years is magnificent. The the way people from other religions changed their mind about uh, Christians and uh, grew more uh, tolerant and uh, acceptable to the Christian faith is is uh, amazing. Uh, the number of people who are coming to Christ from from uh, non-Christian uh, backgrounds is 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 uh, also uh, great. And I think uh, through this war, God uh, sent a message to to everyone that uh, I am at work. Mm-hmm. That uh, praise God. You can now easily find the, the the real God if you want to. You can easily find the real God because the picture of 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 uh, the God of Islam is now distorted after all these years of, mm. of chaos chaos that the the, the followers of Islam uh, made in the country. Ibrahim, mm. how can we pray for you and your country? Yes. Uh, prayer is is something very uh, interesting because you pray for us and you you don't know what's happening. So 
you pray for fruits, but you don't see the fruits. You you pray for for successes for the church uh, in in Syria, for blessings for the church in Syria, but you see nothing because you are far away. But I can tell you that you prayed for us for many years for Syrians, Christian Syrians, and uh, we saw the fruits. So Praise please, God. even though you are not seeing uh, the fruit, but your prayers made all the the the, the, the impact, made all the the difference. So. Um, keep praying for us that uh, we keep being uh, salt and light and that um, the economic situation get better because now Christians are suffering. Uh, before the war, you needed uh, $20,000 to become a millionaire in the country. Now with $200, you are a millionaire in wow. the country. So the inflation is, is, is very difficult. And uh, so please praying for the people. One elder at my church, uh, told me uh, one month ago that he went to to the souk to the bazaar to mm-hmm. to buy apple for his one year old daughter and he couldn't buy it because it's it's very expensive. He was crying for wow. that and uh, I also cried with him. So wow. it's very very complicated uh, situation. So please pray for us that the sanctions that are put on our country uh, would be uh, released and um, that we can very soon rebuild our country. Amen. With your permission, may I pray for you and your country right now with my listener. We take a moment right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, to pray, Lord, for Syria. I want to pray first of all for my guest, Lord, for Ibrahim Najir. I pray for him and his family. Pray for their security, their safety, and I pray for their provision, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you meet their needs, Lord, because you are the God who meets all our needs all over the world, and we trust in you with all our hearts to do that, because you are faithful, Lord, your word says you are faithful, and you will do it, and we receive that in Jesus' name. We pray also, Lord, for uh, for Ibrahim's community, Lord, for his city. I pray, Lord, for the whole of Syria, for its healing and restoration, Pray for the economy, Lord, that it would improve. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that money will come in from abroad, that the nation will be invested in at this time. And, Lord, with your power and by the authority of your word, we pray right now for an end to this conflict. We pray for an end to the civil war. We pray, Lord, for reconciliation and healing in the name of Jesus. And I pray, lastly, Lord, for a blessing upon the Christians that they would continue to be bold and strong, to speak your word in season, to give a reason for the hope that they profess in the sovereign name of Jesus. Lord, guard them, watch over them, provide for them and rescue them. In the name of Christ, we pray today. Amen and amen. Praise God. Ibrahim Najir, it's been wonderful talking to you today. Uh, We really do pray for God's blessing and protection upon you and your family. Thank you for joining us on The Reality. Thank you, Dudley. Thank you very much. Today on The Reality, we've been speaking to Ibrahim Najir from Syria. Dreadful time of 10 years of civil war in that country. It could be that you were listening up today thinking... You know, that man has found the real meaning of life. I'd like to know more about that. If that's you, I invite you to seek the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. The Bible says if we seek the Lord, we shall find him. It also says if we call upon the name of Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. So I encourage you today, as Abraham did, to call upon the name of the Lord to find the real meaning of life. And if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I encourage us today to take the example of these dear Christians in Syria, to be salt and light to our community, to show Jesus under all circumstances, because the Lord is with us. 
If you have any questions or you'd like to know more about what we've been speaking about, please do write me an email, dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y, at surereality.net. You've been listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please do consider becoming a partner with us by going to our website, surereality.net, and click on Become a Vision Partner. We greatly appreciate your support as a listener. Do pray for this ministry and support us if you can. Surereality.net, click on Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, as always, thank you for joining us, and I'll see you again next week. Take care.